Don't think you're going to build a community and get people around you unless you're prepared to connect and be vulnerable. I used to binge drink and my strategy was to drink really fast and get intoxicated quickly and then continue to drink to maintain that intoxication until I went to bed. And what I identified was my whole life was run from a place of anxiety and it just became a normal feeling. And it was this obsession with deadlines and obsession with time. And anything that had time attached to it, my mind couldn't rest until that loop was closed and that event, that deadline was completed. But then I'd race off to the next one. So my day would start with tasks. I would roll out of bed, get straight into work and complete everything on the to-do list and then find things on tomorrow's to-do list to keep moving. And then anything that interfered with that activity and getting things done, I'd start to get angry and agitated by it, whether that was a person, an event outside my control. So the only way that I was silencing that anxiety, slowing down, was sedating with alcohol. And what would happen, I remember, was becoming extremely present when I started to feel that intoxication. So the lyrics to songs would have meaning. I would notice the sun set, the colors in the sky. Everything would slow down. and All that anxiety got pushed to the side for a little while. As I continued to consume alcohol, that would pivot at some point in the nighttime to fixating on a problem. And then I wouldn't be able to let it go in my mind, whether that was in the business, my personal life, something political, all these things outside my control. And this anger would start to show up. But ultimately, that anger was directed at me. And it took me 35 years to realize this cycle of running on anxiety, sedating with alcohol to numb it before the pattern was clear. And over two years ago now, I stopped drinking. It was a Sunday morning. I looked at my son. I looked at my wife and I go, if I eliminate this from my world, what does my potential look like? What does my outlook look like? How does everything change moving forward? And that was a pretty compelling picture. Then I flipped it and go, what if I stay on this path? And I continue to abuse alcohol as a way to escape and that looked like a horrible path health deterioration not being present hangovers not being safe and being able to take care of my son in an emergency if I was over the legal limit and that was a big big moment and that was really the start of this personal awakening and where I'm going with this is sometimes you need to call yourself out and as a personal brand I believe the truth is what sets you free in a world where people generally only show the best versions of themselves, the wins, those of us that have the courage to go, hey, you know what? Over here, I messed up and I learned something and maybe I can pass that lesson on to you because if you're grappling with something similar, it can help change your life. And I don't think you're going to build a community and get people around you unless you're prepared to connect and be vulnerable. And they certainly won't be vulnerable with you. So why I'm sharing this is I want to be as open and honest as I possibly can and lead from that place. So in doing so, when you evolve and continue to build your personal brand, you have permission to do the same thing and know that someone's in that corner with you on the same path. And you'd be amazed at how many people have skeletons in their closet things that they wouldn't want you to know. But in reality, all the weight would be lifted off their shoulders if they just spoke about it. 
and revealed their truth. And that's what I had to do. The anxiety got to the point where I couldn't go to the supermarkets without getting mad, frustrated. I couldn't drive my car without worrying about red lights and traffic because everything was attached to being there on time. And then the joy was getting zapped through my own modeling and map of the world, which is very confronting when you realize that. And there's collateral damage when you're not present. Having a young child, having a partner or a spouse where you're always in your head thinking about the next thing, you're not great for communication. And this awakening predominantly the last two years has involved support. So I've done work with Avoiding Glacius, a trained psychotherapist who really started shining the light. I was still drinking at this point in time. I sent Mew with some spiral, which really helped go into another sphere and realm of seeing things from a different perspective. And then more recently, Susie Kim, who's actually worked with myself and my wife, Paula, the Queen PB together, so we can have this safe space to start sharing and talking about our feelings, how we're reacting and responding to each other in different scenarios in a very neutral setting and place. And that has really brought our relationship and understanding of each other to the next level. All these realizations also uncover how much work there is to do in the future moving forward because the more your awareness increases, you see your patterns. For example, I'll get up in the morning and that anxiety still pops up. I'm just aware of it now. So I have to train myself to interrupt that pattern and understand it's going to be okay. You don't need to rush and go into that next thing. And a lot of it is also to do with people pleasing, which behind all that is this wanting to be loved, this fear of not being enough. So when you're a business owner, when you have team, when you have clients and you unpack that, you start to move outside the container and do things to please people. And in that process, you start to get resentment because all of a sudden you're bending over backwards and you're not taking care of yourself. So these are some of the areas of my life I wanted to call myself out on and hiding and not speaking my truth and not helping other people get permission to be vulnerable and open and share themselves. So start, cross that line in the sand where you do that thing that you always want to do. What can you share that's really vulnerable, that in some ways calls yourself out, something that you know that you do, but there's probably a lot of other people doing it as well. They're just not courageous enough to speak about it. That's the action item on this journey we're on together. Are you being as open, vulnerable, honest, and authentic as you possibly can, where you will build that community and connection with your audience as a human with nothing to hide, where the truth does set you free, because I think a lot of us do hold back. So today is the day where you share something vulnerable and you make that a habit because when you do that, you're actually going to change lives and you're going to change the world. You never know who's going to hear something and it's going to pivot their life forever. I want to acknowledge Martin Tomchuk, Gavin Hyde, who have reached out on the back end of the first conversation and take massive action, and they've put themselves out there and started sharing their truth. What I want to see as this show grows is this community where we're all doing this together, and we're actually making the internet a better place. And through that, by sharing this with other people, we're making the lives and the humans behind that consuming that the world a better place. So be vulnerable. That's your action item. And if this is resonating with you, make sure you follow the show. And if you can leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on, that will help us reach more people and make this movement 
that's very small right now start to get a little bit more traction in the future. Make sure we're connected on social. Follow me, Aaron Whitnish. I'll follow you back and we can support and cheerlead each other along this journey together.